so um it's it's um it is just a simple switch of attention to kindle that flame and um be on fire again be completely burning in in the midst of in the midst of life um and then <clears throat> just just by contrast and because because i was because that uh that sign that you know just kept resonating in my head are you on fire uh, on, on my last day there i uh finally was able to get get tickets to the van gogh museum which was just wonderful and i was there much longer than than i thought i was going to be just because it just because it was such a great experience seeing all that and hearing about van gogh's life and um and on the way back i was going to be i was going to uh, go to another part of town that i hadn't been to before um and I had to take the tram again, and and uh, all tourists they go around with their phones with uh, Google Maps, and uh, they just follow the, the the Google Maps says get on this train, and even when you're on the train, uh, the little arrow keeps going. Uh, there you are, on fire, connected to something in space uh, that you're following. That's gonna get. That's gonna um, get me to my next destination. I, I wanted to go to um, to this. Uh, it's called the Homo Monument. It was a, a monument to uh, the LGBTQ plus community, and that was uh, erected in the in the eighties in Amsterdam, in the <clears throat> in the middle of this plaza, and. Uh, and I wanted to get there before dark, and uh, and uh, so on the last tram ride before um, it was a, it was <clears throat> it was a crowded tram, and and I was holding on to the pole when I got in, and this uh, this gentleman offered me his seat, and I was a little bit indignant, like like do you think? You think I'm I'm too old to stand up on this tram? And he goes, I didn't say that, but that was that was uh, uh, I was I, I guess I was too fiery. I was too too my I was on fire, and I was so excited from the museum, and I, I was excited about getting to my last sightseeing bit in in Amsterdam before my before I went back to my hotel. Uh, he said, "No, I'm just getting off at the next stop," um, and and so so I reluctantly sat down. But but I, I was on fire. I uh, I uh, uh, it wasn't a, just because I, I the, and I, I I realized that I was on fire. Um, I said, "This this is the way to be connected to your life is to have this kind of um, attention." to the environment, this kind of intention to the world, this kind of attention to, uh, uh, you, you know, Van Gogh lived in the 1850s. I was connected to the, to the 1850s and to, um, to uh, Paris and in Arles, uh, France. Uh, I was connected to this um, 
Homo monument uh, that was erected 40 years ago, but um, it's actually, it actually points to the future. Um, and, and so I had to say to myself, yes, this is what being on fire in my life feels like, um, connected to uh, the present, the past, the future, curious about it all, um, easily angered, uh, easily calmed down. Um, and uh, uh, I, I kind of got that sign, whether it was uh, uh, Are You on Fire, whether it was uh, advertising the Zen Center, or whatever it was doing, I kind of, I kind of got it. Pay attention to the fire of my life. So that's one bit of found, of found Dharma. Um, another was, uh, was just Saturday night. I went to the uh, Santa Cruz Symphony. And the first piece uh, was by a uh, Ukrainian composer called Prayer for Ukraine. Uh, the composer was uh, Valentin Silvestrov, Silvestrov. Um, and he wrote it uh, in 2014 when Russia first invaded Ukraine and took over the Crimean Peninsula. And, uh, and um, a beautiful, soft, subtle piece. Um, and <clears throat> uh, the conductor of the Santa Cruz Symphony, Daniel Stewart, gave a little, gave a little prelude to it. And, uh, and Nigel, correct me, uh, just jump in and correct me if, if, if I'm not telling the story right. But, um, but he said that, uh, that there was a notation, a musical notation that Silvestrov came up with. And maybe I made this all up because I couldn't understand it. But um, it, it was something about, um, you know, you can on the musical staff, you can write the symbol for hold, for stop. Don't play music here. And then uh, there's another musical notation uh, that uh, means keep that going forever. It's called a fermata, a bird's eye. Keep that going forever. Usually it's over a, a note that you just hold and hold and hold. But this, he said, uh, the composer said, that this is how the this is how the world reacted to this, this horrific takeover of the of Crimean Peninsula. It was this thundering silence that just went on forever. And the thunder is, is written by um, it's, uh, how loud you play, uh, but you're not playing anything. You're just a thundering silence. And it's three fortes, forte, 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 um, fortissimissimo. So you just, with such intensity, you've just got this silence. And that's the only way we could, we could hold this incredible thing of, you know, oh, there's another country taking over another country. Um, I, had to, I had to play with this. And so, so hold on here. Um, I wanna 
share the screen. Uh, did I tell that story right, Nigel? You told it beautifully. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I think just my recollection is also that that um, that, uh, that image of the fermata over the rest with three fortes is also the um, it's like on the the tombstone of Alfred Schnitke, a composer, and um, yeah, I'm. Anyways, yeah, I'm trying to remember what Danny said at the concert. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. So let's see if I can do this. Um, let's see if I can do this. Uh, maybe not. Let's let's do this. I wrote it out. Okay, let's try this. This is what I came up with for, for you musicians. This part in the middle is the hold signal, meaning don't play anything here. This is silent. And this part up at the top is the hold it forever, hold it for a really long time. And then this tells you how, how intense to hold it. Three fortes, three fortissimissimo, one and... Um, uh, I just, I just love that image. And I think that's an image of our practice. I think that's, I think that's being right here, right now. Um, just this moment hold that, that lasts forever um, in silence and doing it with such intensity. I think that's being on fire in the eternal now. And, uh, and of course, of course, that's how we listen to the music uh, with that kind of intense intensity, just sitting there, not moving a muscle, not, um, not saying a word, but just being there completely with such intensity holding forever until the conductor finally puts his arms down. This is Daniel Stewart, the conductor, and we, and we can all clap. So uh, I thought that was a great image. Yarrow was at the concert as well um, and uh, heard that story. Uh, I did, so another bit of profound dharma. Um, Another lesson, which really was a Dharma lesson, <clears throat> which I, which I, which really had a body component for me, but really I, I really felt it in my body, was um, when I was at Tassajara uh, in '99, the, the winter practice period, and and I was just finishing up uh, a, a dokusan with with Reb Anderson, who was leading the practice period. And just like we do here at the end of Dokusan, we would stand up and you bow. And he just, 
Oh, oh, one special thing about Reb Anderson's Dokusan is he is about six inches from your nose. You're, you're, you're on top of each other as you're, and oh, and Dokusan is like at 4.30 in the morning. It's, it's the first period in the morning. And so, so you're just right up against, the, uh, up against him. And even the boughs, you know, are, are really close together. So I was at my hands in Gasho getting ready to do the final bow. And he just reached over with his arms and uh, had me move my elbows up, maybe three inches. And just that feeling of, uh, uh, of the elbows raised uh, was full attention. It, it, that, that's, what it, that's what it was in my body and my mind. Oh, this is being awake. This is underneath that armada, that hold that you hold forever with the intensity of, of three fortes. This is, this is what it feels like in the body, just the, uh, the elbows up a little bit. And with that, we did uh, our vows to say goodbye. So, um, so uh, that was a real Dharma lesson. That wasn't a found Dharma lesson. And uh, none of the, the Dharma, Dharma Institute. Um, and um, uh, I, I think, you know, because I was away, I, I, I didn't have the privilege to listen to, uh, to uh, Nanette and Jean's lectures on the, on the Vimala Kirti Sutra the last few Wednesdays. And maybe they talked about this part. Uh, it, it's 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 the beginning of it's the beginning of the Vimala Kirti Sutra. It's just it's just so um, so meaningful for me. This um, uh, everybody everybody kind of under this. You know, he takes all the umbrellas that they're under and makes them into one big canopy uh, over the top of them. So that they can all be cool, but in the in the in this canopy that the Buddha has created over everybody are all these other Buddha fields, all these other universes of Buddhas and and disciples and and Zen students uh, sitting listening to our Shakyamuni Buddha on this Buddha field um, uh, introduce introduce uh, a sutra and uh and everybody's looking up like a um uh what's his name robert thurman uh says it's like a planetarium now uh, liz malazzo there's a funny echo you know i think and i i think the fan on my computer just went on and i don't i i don't think i have control over that can you still hear me okay but uh, this is, so, so they were looking up, they were looking up, up like this planetarium and uh, the other Buddha fields uh, were just like gardens of Eden. Uh, everybody was sitting on uh, jeweled thrones. Everybody was in beautiful gardens. Uh, everybody was cool in the shade. 
and um, uh, Shariputra raised his hand and, and asked the Buddha, did you go over this one, Nanette? Did you go over this part? Um, uh, Shariputra raised his hand, tell me. Yeah, just keep going. Okay. Run and roll. Shariputra raised his hand and asked the Buddha, said, said, Buddha, you know, our world doesn't look like this. He actually, he actually said, you know, our, our, our world is, is kind of shitty. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I've had those complaints. Um, I, know, I know that mind. I know, I know Shariputra's mind of, of complaint. Um, uh, ours is a world of war in Ukraine and Russia and many other places around the world. Bombs going off and missiles going off in Korea. Ours is a world of flood and fire with global warming. Um, ours is a world with, with, um, with just a, a wacky Supreme Court and um, and human rights being stripped, and, and um, uh, I've got, I've got, I've got lots of, um, I've got lots of complaints. And Buddha's response to to Shariputra was uh, was just to, you know, Buddha was was sitting was sitting uh, cross-legged um, on on the on the tarn on the on the platform. He just uncurled his legs and he put his toe onto the ground. And um, all of a sudden, Shariputra and the rest of the assembly were on those jeweled thrones underneath beautiful shade trees in the arboretum of uh, the center of the universe. Um, and uh, and Shariputra got so excited, he goes, I see it. I've got it now. I've got it now. And, uh, and, and what was that? You know, what, what happened? You know, a little, bit of, a little bit of Buddha, a little bit of Buddha gets injected into our life and things are transformed. Um, and, uh, and I, and, and you know, this uh, becoming, uh, lighting ourselves on fire, uh, this attention to our life, this complete, um, this complete involvement in our life is, is the, is the mind and body of Buddha, is the activity of Buddha. And, um, and, and this, is, uh, this is the activity that, is, that we're called to do when, when we are looking around and saying, something needs to be transformed here. And, and we need to be transformed. Um, when Joan Sutherland talks about this chapter, I just love the way she talks about it. She says, she says, um, uh, Ask yourself in the middle of the floods and the fire, 
ask yourself in the middle of the Supreme Court rulings, um, what is the world giving me right now? What gift is coming forward to me right now? Just that question is a question of um, uh, how can I engage more fully right here, right now? Um, but I just love the way that Joan Sutherland said it. Uh, what is the gift that's being given to me right now? And, um, and, and just, just imagine yourself, um, you know, receiving gifts or, uh, you know, after the cake at your birthday party, it's time to open the presents. What that mindset is, it's complete engagement, not only with the, the presents in front of you, but with the people around you, with your stomach that's holding that yummy cake, um, with the music that's going on in the background to cheer everybody up. Um, that, that's, what, um, that's what Joan uh, Sutherland is pointing us to, um, that, that mind and body of just being completely connected right here and right now. Um, and it's not, it's, not a, uh, it's not just a gritting your teeth, okay, I'll tolerate the flood for now. Uh, it's not just, uh, you know, biting our tongues. It's not just clenching our fists until the storm passes over. It's really engaging. You know, Catherine says it, um, uh, uh, just love the world just as it is. Um, we, all, all of us uh, uh, have read this, this over and over, uh, this paragraph of Catherine's because it's so good. Love the world just as it is. I have come to realize, Catherine says, that our work is to love the world just as it is. Because our discriminating mind is constantly thinking of improvements of the world, how I should be, how you should be. To love the world as it is means to completely accept those thoughts and also our regrets about how the world is. Loving the world as it is is being willing to be in the only world we know. This is really the point of practice. Loving the world is willing to be in the only world we know. And this is our practice. This is the, this is the Buddha uncurling his legs and just touching, just touching that flood, just touching that fire. Um, uh, the poem, uh, welcoming the guest called fire that, um, that uh, David Zimmerman wrote. Um, just and, and uh, actually, Catherine calls it, um, uh, our work is to love the world just as it is. That, uh, what kind of effort, what kind of effort is love? Um, you know, I can love all day and it won't tire me out a bit. Uh, love is effortless. Love is, is effortless effort. This is the this is the paramita of virya of effort that doesn't wear you out. 
um, because it's it's love, um, and and um, and how how easy it is to love this world, this body, this mind, this uh, environment, this family that we're all in. That doesn't take any effort at all. Uh, it doesn't wear us out. Um, that Joni Mitchell song, I can drink a case of you and still be on my feet. Uh, I, can, I can love you all day long and it's not gonna wear me out. And that's our practice. Catherine says our practice is loving all the time, this world, uh, just the way it is. And that's no effort at all. So um, you can stop here and have a few announcements and then, um, and then talk about, uh, you know, uh, Dharma lessons that we've stumbled on or uh, the effort, the work of love. Uh, isn't, isn't that a, isn't that a, a 60s Motown song? The, the, oh, the look of love. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, may we know the love of the world day in and day out and still be on our feet. Beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. <laughs>